Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcasts. Putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting guru Mark Zweig and his team of experts straight talk in your ear. Mark has more than 30 years of experience helping AEP and environmental firms thrive. And these podcasts deliver his invaluable management, industry, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter and the Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop professionally wherever you are. Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. Our goal is to bring you some of the best and brightest minds that the AEC industry has to offer. And I think I've found one of the brightest minds that has ever stepped foot inside of a Zweig Group office, uh, and that is our own Brendan Shearer, who is a consultant in the uh, M&A group here at Zwei Group and so excited to have Brendan join us. Uh, he recently joined the company after doing a stint as an intern, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. And, and and Brendan, you know, he, he is the classic underachiever that you find these days in some of these millennials. He, he has his bachelor's of science in business administration with a focus on finance. And then that wasn't enough. So he decided to go back to school and get his JD. And that wasn't enough. So he said, you know what, why don't we put a cherry on top and get an MBA? And so he's got a BS, a JD, an MBA. Uh, we had to actually build a whole nother wall in his office so that he could just put all of his sheepskins up there. And so, uh, but no, seriously, it's it's really great to to, to have uh, Brendan here today. He hails from Monticello, um, Arkansas, and uh, that's right on the fringes of the Delta. And so from the southern part of our this great state and certainly just excited to have him here. There's so much to talk about. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, folks. I was so excited. I got started. The first time around, we started recording this. I forgot to hit um, hit the pause button, and so we weren't recording. And I so I went on for like five or six minutes, and it was good. Um, but we're going to make this one even better. So enjoy it. And this is just what what life is like when you're out podcasting. Sometimes you make mistakes. You just rewind and redo it again. There's nothing wrong. You can hit the stop button. You can do it over. You're not going to hurt anybody, and none nobody is the worst for it. And you wouldn't know if I didn't tell you. But I'm only telling you to be transparent because. I'm encouraging more and more people uh, to get involved with podcasting, especially in the design space and the construction industry space. People need to hear your story no matter what it is. And we talk about a lot of different things here on this Wag Letter podcast. I try to get a, a diversity of people, guests to come and join us and tell us about what they're doing, what makes them great, what they're doing in this industry um, and how they're making a difference in this world in general, but specifically for the industry. Because again, as I always tell people, we serve the built environment. 
everything you see around you is 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 functioning because of the design industry and if you working in the design industry or construction space aren't proud of that i don't know what else you could be proud of so i really want to encourage you to be you know be excited about uh about the the industry that you're in i know i am and uh, i'm glad to be back here at zy group and so excited for for what's going on and and so without further ado i want to talk to my man brendan because i know he has a lot to share today and uh brendan why don't you tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself and your background and um and then we'll we'll get into today's topic but um we'll go from there Okay. I appreciate you having me on the podcast, Randy. I love it. Uh, Everyone should continue to listen to it. Uh, I think there's a wealth of knowledge that can be gleaned from every conversation that Randy has. Um, To start it off, uh, and I guess this kind of segues into the topic at large, but um, my professional, I say professional, my young career began at the age of 16. I started working at commercial banking and trust. And that quite frankly was not something a typical 16 year old was able to do in a small town uh, like Monticello. Um, but I guess I was fortunate early on to learn how to navigate and, and I made many mistakes, but learn how to navigate a professional environment, a somewhat conservative environment uh, as it pertained to uh, doing things as they always had been done and developing kind of that eye for when to step forward and when to step back and uh i learned that quite early in 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 my life Um, my next job was um, in sports management here in fayetteville arkansas Um, and at the age of 20 uh, being a a director of player relations is not common either Um, and having a a boss like uh, mike conley who really trusted me with duties that most people uh, at the age of 20 and 21 don't have uh, was also a a way to kind of understand how to project uh, professionalism and confidence uh, in a position that most people will see you and not expect you to be able to handle. so wait, wait, just so because you, you're kind of you're throwing out some big stakes here. You said Mike <laughs> Conley. Are we are we talking about the Mike Conley that plays basketball or are we talking about his father, the the gold medal winner, Mike Conley, University of Arkansas Razorback sports legend? Is that who you're talking about? I'm, I'm talking about Michael Conley Sr. OK, uh, I didn't mean to name drop. No, me. no, I'm, I'm messing with you. You, you, you know, I, I already know. I already know this part of the story, but I think it's important for our audience to understand understand that um, early on you were exposed to some things that not everybody gets exposed to. You just, just didn't happen that way. Absolutely. My uh, my brother played uh, basketball. He's the same age as Michael Jr. And uh, it's a funny, and, and this is, I guess, uh, one of the lessons to learn. I moved off campus uh, getting my undergraduate degree after the first year. And uh, the week before I moved into my new apartment, I was at a track meet. uh, And I saw one of the Conley's uh, cousins, uh, Chris. And I didn't know they were back in Fayetteville at all. And uh, I'd ask them how they were doing since they were in in Indianapolis. I said, well, you know, they moved back to Fayetteville. I said, oh, really? So reached out, and I guess as I was moving into my apartment, uh, Miss Renee came by. That's uh, Michael's uh, wife, uh, 
I've known her a long time and brought a housewarming gift. And she happened to ask what my major was at the time. And I told her finance and they were in the process of moving their office back uh, to Fayetteville. And that's how I kind of got my first opportunity in the sports management business. So, you know, sometimes those opportunities that, you know, it led to being open to a lot of how business works, especially at the professional level in sports, as well as in um, endorsements and, and marketing, you know, it was happenstance that I went to a track meet. It was happenstance that I caught Chris on his way out. It was happenstance that I actually moved in at the right time for a housewarming gift to be brought over and recognizing some of those opportunities and not burning bridges and being remembered as a respectable kid uh, led to an opportunity that uh, a lot of what I do now has flowed from. Okay. All right. Well, that's yeah. I mean, it sounds like it was it was a great place to start. And mm-hmm. so um, once you had gotten a taste of, of what it was like in terms of sports management, was that what propelled you to go back to school to get your 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 JD and MBA or it did? Um, it did and it didn't. It did in the aspect of uh, being able to have the credentials necessary for anyone you uh, run into. Uh, to see the, and how do I put this, Randy, to see how, uh, how much weight your words you carry, the not, the wealth of knowledge you may or may not have, uh, but whether we like it or not, some of these distinctions do go a long way, not just in building up knowledge, crafting thinking, but also, uh, in, you know, building a, a, um, I guess building the credibility behind some of the things you say. And we, we know in the consulting business, um, you don't just have to be an expert. You have to be able to convey a message in a way that, uh, that shows confidence in, in whatever you, uh, you put forward for a client. And, uh, I did know that I did want to go back to law school just for personal reasons, but there were professional reasons, uh, that you can't dismiss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that, and that's, you know, that's important. That kind of leads me to my, my next question, which is just having this better understanding, uh, the, the, this, in this day and age about dealing with, I mean, you're, you're a young guy. What you're what? 28, 27, 27. I'm sorry. I'm, Don't cheat I, me, I'm, man. I'm not trying to cheat you. So you are quote unquote in this millennial age group. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that we talked about before we kicked off this podcast was just, you know, how the, the, it's it's different now mm-hmm. um, for guys like you coming out, guys and girls like you coming out of school that that are having different experiences. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that we wanted to discuss today was really, um, you know, how how can firms position themselves better um, to be the receivers of this great talent, and for for young people like yourself to see a place, a firm, any type of firm, architectural, engineering, or otherwise, a consultant firm. And see them as a as a breeding ground for success. That you know, I want to be a part of that because these guys look like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, and we had a discussion in the discussion in the office about uh, integration of of new firms that have been acquired. But I think you can also apply that to talent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, balancing the historical culture 
that made you and brought you to the point to where you are and balancing that with the culture of uh, the employees or the firms that you need moving forward to grow and that in a nutshell the people who can figure that question out or balance that the best i believe are the are the ones who are going to be positioned uh to maximize on on the young talent um i will say i believe i benefited from the fact that um, i was the first person in my uh, family to go to law school okay law school is hard enough um merely getting through it is it's it's good and i don't want to pat myself on the back for that right but when you haven't done something that others you trust have done before you you sometimes feel out on an island um you you know there is no light before you to guide your steps and i think that's what some firms are running into now where there's a there's quite a bit more people going to college, even in the state of Arkansas, for instance. There's a lot more college-going students uh, leaving high school now than there used to be. And sometimes they, you know, talent doesn't know how to navigate the next step, not because they're incapable, but because they're, there hasn't been a guiding light before them because they may be first-generation um, engineers or architects or just uh, college graduates themselves. And I think when firms understand that and and are patient with that, um, prepare young talent for uh, where they're going to be in five, ten years, talk about that. You and I have talked about that uh, Mm -hmm. over lunch before. Uh, Sometimes when you don't have that guiding light ahead of you, speaking in intermediate and long terms makes that walk a little bit easier. And I think that's uh, that's something that has helped me. I, I heavily rely on mentors, especially in the areas in which I don't necessarily have family uh, that have tried those grounds. But uh, when you can rely on mentorship and especially when I can have a Randy or a Bill uh, Murphy or uh, a Jamie Claire Kaiser um, at the workplace that I look at. As mentors, it makes uh, it makes working more enjoyable. It makes you more hungry to achieve like they've achieved, like you've achieved. And it also um, it gives some guidance in those weary days that we know are going to come. So, yeah, well, that you, you, you said a mouthful, man. I tell you, I, I, I had to, I felt the same way. It's kind of the way I feel about Mark and and others that I've come in contact with that I kind of look forward to to being around and, mm-hmm. and, you know, a mentor can get you to move. A mentor Absolutely. can get you to do things that you wouldn't normally do because, you know, they might say, Hey, you know, you should try this out or check this out or do this or don't do this. And, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, it's important. And the message overall is that, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, first of all. And secondly, that there's always going to be a path that we, we want to take that somebody else has already taken mm-hmm. and they can kind of point out that, you know, they're, you're still going to have to walk your own path right. at the end of the day. But somebody else has been on that path, a similar path that can give you pointers to say, hey, look out here, look out there. Once you get this degree, watch out for this, look out for that. And so I think it's important. Another thing you brought up, which it really should resonate with our clients, is that, 
you know, I know for a fact that we, through our surveys that we've done, like a recruitment and retention survey and others that we've done here at Zwy Group, um, it's one of the biggest challenges that we find with firms is that there's no real um, professional development, mm-hmm. um, even personal development. It just doesn't exist. And so, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging firms to figure out ways to create these mentor type programs to that way when young people do come on board, they see the, the end. Right. I mean, that's what Stephen Covey says. Begin with the end in mind as Mm -hmm. part of his um, seven habits for success. Um, I mean, you've got to begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to to lay the groundwork. If you just say, hey, we're going to hire you, we're going to pay you a good wage and we just want you to come in and believe that's all well and fine. Right. But you better put you better add some meat on that bone Mm -hmm. and, and provide something that somebody can sink their teeth into, because if you don't, as an organization, you're going to constantly be um, a, a well-worn rotating door of people moving in and people moving out because there's nothing there of substance for anybody to grab onto. I, I agree. Um, and one thing, and I'm smiling here, y'all, y'all can't see it, but one, a great mentor can subject a mentee to a healthy level of cognitive dissonance <laughs> that can kind of upset that, you know, gunslinger mentality that a lot of young people have including myself and Randy and I were talking about the um, the balance between you know coming in knowing that you've been hired because you have ideas because you're willing to speak up because you're willing to um, advocate for something different and every organization needs to needs a little bit of that or it'll just rest on its laurels but also knowing that you don't know it all uh, and a mentor finds the way to not extinguish that flame, but also not let that flame burn everything down. Right. And and that is, um, I think, if a firm, especially with uh, people my age, young millennials who are just a little bit different, um, uh, who kind of have lived their life in a bubble a little bit, <laughs> um, if they can balance that in training and mentorship. Um, and just overall company strategy and discussions, that to me is the key to success when developing young talent uh, moving forward, especially in this industry in which, you know, designers and engineers, they have creative fires. Uh, They have things they want to do and what they believe in, but there are some tried and true methods that can't go out with the bathwater. Right, right. Yeah, and, that, and that's a good point. And, and so um, I think, you know, that's part of the challenge that a lot of a lot of, um, you know, I'm 40, 40, well, 47, 48 now. And a lot of the peers that I run across that are that are actually managing or running these these design firms, you know, that's one of the first things they say to me is, well, you know, everybody wants to come in and, you know, they want to be given the corner office the first Mm -hmm. day. And it's like, man, you got to put some time in, you got to make it work. And now, you know, when you say, you say, use that expression or phrase, put some time in, that might be different today than what that meant in 1995. Right. Right. And so, cause I'm constantly telling firms that look, you know, some of the people that you're going after today, you, you might love to have them for the next 10 or 15 years. But the reality is you may get four or five good years out of them yeah. and then they may be ready to move on. They may have outgrown what you've offered them um, or they just may want to change a scenery. And I think the challenge is that with your generation, um, 
scenery changing is big mm-hmm. and it's really big to, to a to be working on something that you truly believe in that creates a familial environment where you know there it, it's bigger than the individual and so mm-hmm. um, firms just need to understand that and mm-hmm. they need to recognize okay well what are, are the limitations that we currently portray within our current firm and how do we correct that so as to attract the best and brightest talent that's available to us at this point in time and, and I think one kind of to correct one of the phrases I use, you know, putting in time is kind of a archaic <laughs> right. term. Gotta um, put your time in. That, you gotta put your time in. And so. that used to literally mean put years, years. in. But I, I think the better way to say it is to prove yourself right. first. And also to understand the units that you wish to somewhat manage in the future. Uh, one thing at Zwei Group, we do so many great things. Um, sometimes you can be segmented away and wonder, well, why isn't this being done or why is this being demanded? And if you don't take the time to understand every unit first, you may be asking questions that have already been raised. Mm-hmm. You may be uh, suggesting processes that are ignorant of other steps within that process. Um those are the things that I think young people, if I'm speaking directly to them now, um, understanding when you have enough information to make suggestions. But that should not, uh, but on the firm side, you shouldn't demand that someone know everything before they can offer an up opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is, I bet you, the biggest clash between millennials and uh, incumbent leaders now is do we still demand time or do we really want you to prove that your word is based in in a knowledge and an understanding of the business unit as a whole so i I think that is one of the major lessons uh i know i have had to learn and i'm sure i'm not alone in it yeah no no you're, you're you're you are preaching for sure because um it's just something that that people need to be aware of. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of times when I deal with managers or hiring managers or other leaders that are just saying, look, we just want to hire some really smart people to come in and just do the work like we did. Mm-hmm. Everything is around this phrase of, well, that's not how we did it, you know, and, and everybody's doing it differently. And I always liken it to the fact that when I came to Zweig in 97, I recruited sometimes out of a phone book. Some people don't even know what a phone book is anymore. I didn't have the benefit of Google per se. Mm -hmm. Um, We had to literally call into every firm that we were gonna recruit out of or that we were trying to reach and build a database of names. I didn't have LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So the, the process was totally different. Nowadays, we've literally have information at our fingertips. Mm There, we, are, we are, if I could use this analogy, we are dripping with information. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's just a different time. And so I would, I would imagine that probably had I, had I started in this industry now versus then, I probably would have excelled even faster because I would have had even more at my disposal. But I was successful back then with what I had. Mm-hmm. And now we're asking people to be successful with, with what's in front of them. 
and what's what's available to them. And and I think what's available to a lot of young people coming out of school is real opportunity. Right. And I think the firms that offer that real opportunity without it being like um you know, handicapped in some way or, you know, held back, it, they're going to benefit from it because, yeah, these young people are going to make mistakes. You're going to make, I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But the reality is, is that certainly it's always amplified when younger people in, in an organization do it, right? Absolutely. But the reality is, is that they are going to make some mistakes. But mm-hmm. that's why you just dust them off, pat them on the back and tell them to go out and try it again. And, you know, I liken it to just the idea that if you're hiring smart people, right, at the end of the day, everything should should take care of itself. Now, if you're not if you're hiring inferior people, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But you got to hire smart people. Like like Jobs said, you know, I hired really smart people, and then I just got the hell out of their way. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And that just it's just a great reminder to me that you know that as I'm embarking on some new projects here at Zwei Group, that we're going to do some hiring in the near future. And I'm I'm going to basically I'm I'm not in, I don't care. I mean, yeah, you could be way smarter than me. Come on, let's let's bring it. Let's do it because I, I need the help. I can't do it by myself. Now, I've got a lot of a lot of great ideas and you can teach an old dog new tricks. So, I mean, there's a lot to be learned here, uh, but I, I don't and I don't take ownership of any one idea so much so that, um, you know, I would you know, I, I'm just I want to hog all the glories for myself. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that I think glory and I think uh, adulation and acknowledgement should be shared as much as you can across a team, which is one of the reasons why at Zwei, we, you know, when we share, or we talk about our wins, we talk about them in, in the third person. I mean, everything's about we, mm-hmm. you know, it's about team. And we thank and, each other. And we thank each other, right? So, yeah. So, I mean, that's the way it should be done. And and and, and, and I know that a lot of firms, I mean, the, let's face it, the design industry is a great industry. It is. The construction industry is a great industry. Um, these folks understand what it means to have great talent on their team the 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 key thing here the the big takeaway is just recognizing that talent for what it is Mm -hmm. that that you may not have it for forever but while you do have it manage it properly be a good steward over that talent because ultimately that talent will talk to other people down the road absolutely and you're going to come in contact with some young people maybe coming out of monticello maybe coming out from somewhere else in the delta that head on up here to the big city in fayetteville Mm -hmm. and end up at the u of a and end up in the mba program or, or graduate with an undergraduate degree and you talk to them and say hey you should check out this firm or check out that firm and a lot of it is going to be predicated purely on how you were treated, your experience, and how you grew. Absolutely. And so a lot of it is, you know, some firms are just, just they just fall, you know, if I can use this expression, ass backwards into good fortune with great candidates because of how they treat previous people that have come through the doors. And yes. that's huge. It is. It's huge. So I mean, it even from, um, and I've told you this before, even from my social media post, uh, when we ring the gong and, here it's why we ring the gong when we have a, a big sale or or a uh, or a win for the team. Mm-hmm. And anytime I put that up, I have people my age or younger even ask, uh, "What do y'all do that for?" And then <laughs> I'll explain, and they're like, "That's really cool. We never, you know, I could I spent a year or two years working at so and so so and so, and I don't know if my boss has ever told me thank you." And it's like, <laughs> right? It sounds so trivial, but it yeah. is not at all trivial. And and I will say, from a two firms, 
especially with the young millennials now. Um, and I, I've used the word millennials more today than I care to ever use again. Um, it's being more intelligent and efficient in a process, uh, doesn't mean lazy. Right. Uh, and that's something that I think we probably could have a whole nother podcast on that, but, um, there are times where it seems like young talent may be trying to cut a corner mm-hmm. or not wanting to, you know, being lazy about a, a long held process. Don't extinguish that too quickly because they may find efficiencies in processes uh, that have, haven't been reexamined in a long time uh, just because of uh, kind of the frustration of the length of something that actually can lead to a, a better, more efficient process that actually uh, adds value to a to a firm. Yeah, or maybe maybe have never been thought of. How about right. that? You know, right. <laughs> it's so unique. It's like okay, well, we haven't really thought about that. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's so it's not so much. You know, I, I yeah, I think it's right. I mean, you, you as a, as a as a firm as an organization, you need to be really mindful of that, especially with this young talent that's coming out of school nowadays. I mean, where where do you where do you see things? And I and I know we could go on and on about this, but we'll 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 wrap it up in a few minutes. But where where do you see things heading? I mean, you've had a chance. I mean, you graduated a couple of years ago with your bachelor's. Um, you've seen some of your friends go out into the workplace. Um, you decided to come back and you got your JD and your MBA and now you're back out at, at it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, where do you, where do you see things in the next three to five years from, from an employer perspective when it comes to dealing with these young people coming out of school? Um, I see that it, it is incumbent upon firms and employers to have a bright line purpose. I think young people are searching for purpose now. Um, yeah. The job market works in cycles. Uh, you know, you may be financially driven, you may be craft and purpose driven, and then that ebbs and flows and cycles in and out. And I think the cycle for us is a blend of not only financial compensation, but time off with family, uh, uh, and also coming to work every day and feeling like you're fulfilling your purpose and helping others fulfill their purpose. And I think that is the most, the it factor when it comes to Zweig group. And I think uh, when we do our strategic planning or when we reach out to candidates for particular positions in, in search or what have you is finding out the cultural match, finding out the purpose of uh, whatever firm we represent or, or, uh, or client we represent and being able to convey that to whatever uh, stakeholder we're, we're pitching to or, or working on the other side of the desk with. So I think the number one thing I want to leave uh, people with uh, on this podcast is be able to have clearly um, either recognizable or articulable what your purpose is and, and also recruit to that purpose. Don't just write it down. Yeah, man. That's it right there. I, golly, I can't you know recruit to that. Don't just write it down. Okay, that, I'm up here writing notes myself um, <laughs> as as we talk, and that's always a good sign of a of a good interview uh, when when you when you can learn something. And I that's why I like doing podcasts because there's always something new I learn um, from from each person that we've brought on, and that's kind of spot on. So I'll 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 kind of leave it with that. I'll put a feather in it. I think we're gonna have to. Uh, 
we're gonna have to bring my man Brendan back for uh, for another go at this because uh, certainly he's got a lot of knowledge to share and and um, if nothing else, we just need to have him pull open some of his law books so we can talk <laughs> talk about them and his experience. I'm sure we could talk about torts and oh gosh. Uh, con law and all that good stuff, but uh, but no, seriously though, it's um, that that's really helpful and I think people need to hear that, especially. You know those that are, are are running the HR departments of these firms that are growing and and people really just you know they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves mm-hmm. and they want to know that it matters at right. the end of the day right. and ultimately if you can if you can get that going you've got a lot going for yourself as an organization especially if you want to grow from a talent acquisition perspective so listen you know we're, we're doing something a little new here on the TZL uh, interview series. This is not quite an interview series because Brendan is a he's a consultant here, but we want to learn a little bit more about him, what makes him tick. And so um, we have a couple of simple questions that we'll end our interview with and hopefully we'll have some fun in the process. What was the last book that you read? Um, It was Road to Character by David Brooks. If you don't mind, can I read a quick quote from it? Sure. Uh, we can be knowledgeable with other man's knowledge, but we can't be wise with other men's wisdom. That's because wisdom isn't a body of information. It's the moral quality of knowing what you don't know and figuring out a way to handle your ignorance, uncertainty, and limitations. So it's, uh, it was definitely a good read. I recommend it to anybody, but yeah, Road to Character by david brooks okay all right good dropping some knowledge here from mr brooks we will certainly put a link in the show notes to that book um, so that you can check it out yourself and um, you can either check it out at your friendly neighborhood library or the nearest amazon that's on a screen near you um where did you go on your last vacation uh houston for the super bowl okay all right, big Super Bowl fan. That's right. We had a little we had a little wager, seeing as I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and I did not want the Pates, uh, the New England Patriots, to win in any way, shape, or form. I still can't figure out why, for the life of me, a man from near the Delta of Arkansas is a New England Patriot fan. But you know, stranger things have happened, so it's all good. It's all good. If you could binge watch one TV series, old or new, what would it be? Um. I already binge watch uh, House of Cards, but I guess old it would be West Wing. West Wing, okay, yeah, actually, West Wing was actually on sale on um, on uh, iTunes for nine ninety nine. The whole series, which I thought was amazing. I mean, because that was actually a good show. I watched when um, I when it was that. on, yeah, <laughs> when it was on. So, but uh, and House of Cards is another good one. Mm-hmm. So, man, Brendan, thank you so much for sharing, thank you, uh, for taking time out of your schedule to be with us on the Zweig Letter Podcast. We really appreciate it, and like I said, this will not be the last time for sure. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get you get you on here again really fast. So between you and Sanjay, I have found my replacements, and uh, I can ride off into the sunset knowing that this Wag Letter podcast will be in good hands. Folks, I want to encourage you today to get a free subscription of Civil Plus Structural Engineer Magazine. And to sweeten the pot, we are throwing in a couple of issues of the Zweig Letter, too. Just visit freetzl.zweigroup.com and leave us your email address. We'll take care of the rest. Don't worry about it. Everything will be delivered to you electronically. Just imagine, no, no print marks on your fingers. You know, you don't have to worry about print getting on your fingers. It's beautiful. In addition, 
and this is a new announcement and something that we will be announcing on a regular basis on the uh, the TZL podcast is if your firm is looking to hire great talent, who isn't, right? Please join our mailing list for AEC Workforce. Some of you may have known that we, we had an original job board called AECWorkforce.com and we are revitalizing that in the very near future. You can text the word hire faster to 66866. Just text the word hire faster, all one word, to 66866. And that will get you on the list where you will learn more about this upcoming job board for the design and construction industry. As a reminder, all Zwei Group Media programs like this one are available in both podcast and video format, free for download on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube, just to name a few places. A link to all of this information, including contact information for our guests, will be in our show notes. And we'd love it if you'd go to iTunes or wherever you tune into this show and give us a five-star rating and share this link with a friend. I'm Randy Wilburn, and you've been listening to Zwei Group Media, part of Zwei Group. Remember, at the end of the day, we exist to make you more successful. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can apply the Zweig team's no-holds-barred advice to your daily professional life. For a free six-week subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit freetzl.zweiggroup.com to gain more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.